Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking. I uh, like fairies and gnomes and gremlins and stuff like that, little guys. Little guys. Yes, little small guys. Imagine, like, your regular guy, make them tiny. Your regular lady, tiny. Your regular individuals, small pocket size. They're, and they're not just normal. It's always, they're always running around secretly doing stuff. Isn't that Sneaky. kind of the gist? Sneaky beepers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The world of sneaky beepers. <laughs> the little fellas here in America. Can you believe it? <laughs> Have you ever seen the small guy? Little tiny? I've never seen a mischievous spirit. <laughs> oh, mischievous guy. He's up to no good. <laughs> never mind. I've never seen one either. These, are, these guys are like pretty high on my bullshit, my bullshit meter. I don't think they're... I don't think that they're real, probably, but also I think everything is a little bit real. <laughs> like maybe there's an inter- there's there's entirely possibly interdimensional beings that are little. Well, there's but... probably yeah, there's probably interdimensional beings, and I mean that's just a couple orders of magnitude away from how big people are. But like our brains are not even most of us, so like I'm sure you could just be a little guy and then just kind of fly around and sprinkle some dust and. Uh, do something to enchant your schoolwork or whatever whatever those little guys do. They end up being a state fair tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like the fact that they are only defined by their interactions with people means that probably people invented them because people are pretty concerned with people. Right. Like, if they were not completely a construct, then they would at least have some, like, biological things going on. People would talk about, well, what does fairy shit look like? Right. How big is a gnome's dick and all that? I bet you a fairy shit. Details. A fairy shit probably looks like a little brown sprinkle. Well, I mean, like, have you like the jimmies, like that are chocolate jimmies? Oh yeah, that's what like, they look like. But those look like mouse turds, so yeah. Yeah, same difference. So, <laughs> what is technically speaking, what is a fairy? A fairy is a type of mystical being or legendary creature found in the folklore of multiple European cultures, a form of spirit often described as metaphysical, supernatural, or preternatural. So all the dif- everything except natural. Right. Everything except for real. Well, I mean, you know, re- what is real? Nothing is real. All right, closing that circle. Coming all the way back around. <laughs> for you to say nothing is real if nothing is real everything is real well if ice cubes is real there could be a little girl that sprinkles dust <laughs> i've seen stranger shit shit <laughs> so like the fairy stories do not have a single origin which to me is always compelling when something is widespread without people like passing the story along between them yeah. That makes it seem like maybe they saw some shit. They saw something and maybe that was like the closest thing that they could come up with that made sense is there's a little guy that lives in a tree. Right, right. And so fairies are something that it's a term that is applied only to specific creatures that look like human beings and they have magic powers and they are tricky and they fly around and stuff, right? Then there's like gnomes and goblins, which are like earth guys like they don't fly they're like dirt men oh yeah (laughs) dirt mischief right they're like earth spirits as opposed to they're definitely like ground type pokemon right right so that that's something I, i think is interesting is that if you go back into like ancient human folklore and stuff like it has like pokemon types man everything has their own elemental type and it's very much like pokemon and it makes me wonder like how much of that concept is like very much like an archetype that we have always applied to things since the dawn of time well i think it probably has because the human brain tends to because of the way it's structured and because of the patterns of cognition the human brain tends to create the same patterns as everybody else's brain, Uh right? Like, there's an idea that when you stimulate your serotonin receptors, say you take LSD, or you have something else that causes 
this this endogenous creation of serotonin or however however the mechanism works right people will see the same patterns they'll see spider web patterns they'll see window pane patterns they'll see like fractal type patterns mm -hmm. everybody sees the same kind of patterns so it's just like you clearly have patterns that are already in your brain the fact that when you do something and the idea is, oh, you do this certain thing and this changes the way you think about things and it helps you break out of your patterns. Well, part of what it also does is it reveals that everybody has the same patterns baked into their brain. Right, sure. And so a pattern of thought could very well be that humans are socialized with other humans. They're used to being around other humans. All they think about is probably themselves, but mostly humans. And if there's something that happens when they're not there, they assume somebody came and did it and if they go around they ask in primitive times if they go around and they ask the other eight people that are there in that part of the forest did you do it and they all say no then it must have been somebody else right right i mean i think the the logical deduction is probably pretty similar and i think it would be you know if you're if you're out somewhere and suddenly there are mushrooms growing in a perfect circle i mean None of your friends did that because they don't know how to do that. Right, right. So, you know, you could see how there would be some kind of supernatural explanation for that. Right, sure. I think that it's interesting to think about, like, human beings before they really had, like, super organized language. Like, in the same way that you're not able to recognize a color until you have a word for it. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that, like, Pokemon classification was going on back then when they didn't have words for all the different animals. They were like, oh, no, I caught a water type. I think probably... I got a wet guy. We're going to eat him. We're going to eat a dirty guy tonight. Yeah, I think they very well may have had one word for everything that came from the water. Mm -hmm. And then when they noticed that some of the stuff tasted different, some of the stuff tasted bad, they're like, oh, I did go to get fish, but I only got bad fish. Right. <laughs> I got bad fish that poked and bited me. I did not get the good fish that's just all pink and tastes like sushi. Right, right. Sometimes I eat a flying type and it's delicious like a bird. Sometimes I eat a flying type. It's not so good like a moth. <laughs> so I think that that was probably the first, like, the breakdown, right? Uh-huh, Based yeah. on my, I did not study this stuff at all, so I'm not going to say that that's probably what happened because I don't know anything about that shit. But it's something to think about. Maybe that's why we like putting our stuff into type so much. Like your magic cards, your Pokemon. Well, if you're a linguistics professor and you're in the Discord, shout out. <laughs> let us know. Where did language come from? Yeah, yeah. Stranger things have happened. One of you guys probably knows that shit. Uh, by the way, this episode was suggested by our friend in the Discord. The lovely ain't nothing. Yeah, thanks. If you, if you haven't joined the Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity will get you in there. And that's also the best place to listen to the episodes. And right. And emails and everything else. So. Right. You just go in there, you hang out in there all day long, all day, and just post and post about Animal Crossing, trade some items, and then say something pithy about something, and listen to it right there in the fucking Discord. Like, you don't even, you don't even have to move. You just gotta hit the button that says play. That's what we're doing. We're helping the world push towards a, a new horizon. <laughs> right. Where nobody has to move. <laughs> nope. <laughs> just stay it's there all right there. Yep. And think about this. Here's another thing. Twitter, Instagram. Oh, scroll. Oh, I'm doom scrolling. Here's two things about Discord. One, no doom. It's outlawed. Yeah. Number two, it scrolls on its own. When somebody types, it just goes on the bottom. And you can sit there and you don't even scroll. You just look. You just watch, baby. No thumb at all. Who's, Thumbless. Who's talking next? I wonder. Someone's going to be talking. You just got to sit there and wait. What are they going to talk about? Who knows? Probably food. They, probably, they talk about food a lot. Yeah. Well, food is the main thing I eat. What? Can you eat a fairy? <laughs> Maybe. If you want to. Um, they're just little guys. Okay, so what do they look like? I mean, when I see... Uh, again, I've never seen one. And so I think, you know, Disney comes in to fill the mind with filth, as it does. And so my... When you say fairy, I just imagine it's like... It's like Tinkerbell. It's probably not wearing a perfect ballerina outfit. It's probably wearing... Just like some regular dirty clothes. Yeah. Do you think of, so are fairies men and women or are they not gendered or, or what is the deal with fairy gender? 
Okay. I know you may not have this information at your fingertips. I, I, I just not. always assumed they were all girls. I thought the sequins were in an exaggeration, but I thought... I think they're probably, eight, they're probably not gendered. Yeah. Because according to my notes, they some Christians believe that they were demoted angels. So I don't think that angels have gender. Okay. Okay. So maybe a okay. So maybe a fairy is just a floating person with long hair and a white robe. So it's like who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But except me, it's just one. Heaven's away team. Ones, but they were demoted, so they were like shitty angels, and they got kicked out of doing that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they were like. So they just float around and grow mushrooms. Honestly, the choice between being Christ's redeemer in heaven and growing mushrooms, I know which one I'd pick. Right. Right. <laughs> I read a book once about how Jesus Christ was a mushroom. <laughs> we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> that explains how they got those nails through so easily. Right. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, um, okay, so they say that fairies are generally human looking, right? Okay. They have magical powers. They're little. Yeah. They, but you know what? Sometimes they're not. Like throughout history, sometimes that they, sometimes they are the size of a little teeny. Sometimes they are big, like a human being. Really? They don't necessarily have to be so tiny. So they said that the smaller ones could grow until they're human size if they needed to. Okay, that seems a little Dr. Seuss to me. Yeah, that's uh-huh. fine. On Orkney, which I imagine is an island, uh, they said that the fairies were short and they dressed in dark gray or in armor. And sometimes they said that fairies have green eyes. I don't know, so do some people. So what are you going to do about that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Scotland, plenty of people have green eyes. Sometimes fairies wear shoes and sometimes they don't, much like me. Maybe I'm human sized. I'm human sized. I my eyes are kind of green. Yeah. I wear gray. Whoa. Um, I wear footwear sometimes, and other times I do not. This has fallen into place. Uh, they did not say anything about fairies having wings until the Victorian era and like contemporary like fantasy artwork, and so it's like probably questionable that they even have wings. So again, maybe I'm a fairy. Maybe. How little I can make myself. <laughs> You just, you, you leaned over. It's very small. That, <laughs> I mean, that is pretty little. Uh, so, okay, so like I said, early Christians thought that they were demoted angels. And so like, there was this story about the group of angels revolting and God kicking them out. That's like where Satan came from, right? And the ones who went to hell were demons. The ones who stayed in heaven were angels. And the ones who were caught in between the two were fairies so they were not good enough to be angels but not bad enough to go to hell so they are like sounds a little bit like interdimensional beings like the jinn or something like that where it is interdimensional being where they are not good or bad in the same way that people are not good or bad that, that you just are sometimes you'll find a nice one sometimes you'll find a mean one sometimes you'll find one that has faults like anybody else but they're fine regardless i like the idea of a fairy being a normal human-sized person just wearing some old gray clothes just doing their best (laughs) and they're neither an angel nor a demon right (laughs) what a fantastic (laughs) where would you even find such a creature (laughs) mystically normal (laughs) um they did say that sometimes they would fly around on ragwort stems or on the backs of birds, which is where I differ from a fairy. Because <laughs> I can't do either of those. I've tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there is a Christian writing in the 17th century that said all fairies are demons, which sounds Ooh. like, that sounds like some Puritanism shit. And right next to it, it said that Puritans said that. I believe that. They, they didn't like anything. Yeah, they don't like anything. Um, there's also, around the same time, there was something called a hobgoblin. And they were, before the Puritanical era, 
they were considered to be like friendly household spirits that would like help you out with shit. But then once the Puritans came around, they were like, no, they're evil. So dealing with hobgoblins and dealing with fairies and anything like that is considered to be witchcraft and the Puritans will not like you if you do that. I think it's very funny that you're like, my brain has created a little friend for me that helps me. It's my hobgoblin. And then some guy in a big buckle hat is like, no. <laughs> Bucklehead. <laughs> oh, that is. Is that a slur against Puritans? <laughs> now it is. <laughs> uh, so. There were theories that fairies were intelligent, and Paracelsus classified gnomes and sylphs as elementals, and so he he thought that there were magical entities who personified various forces of nature. And so I imagine that fairies and sylphs and stuff would probably be like air uh -huh. and water and gnomes are like earth spirits. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who's the fire one? Those are the... the regular devil? No, it's not regular. It's some kind the of... The regular... It's some kind of, it's some kind of like lizard or something. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think so. Fire tongue snake frog? <laughs> something like that there was a magic card called fire elemental and it was just a naked lady but she was made out of fire and they're like we gotta they no re, they too many 12 year olds are jerking off to this one they redid it man remember i was gonna say remember when parents used to get cheesed off about dumb shit they still do parents definitely still get cheesed off about stuff i'm surprised that they let the kids play magic at school like i summoned a mnemonic tutor like man <laughs> gotta be like you gotta be low-key i know we live in a pretty liberal place but still when i was in high school all of the dudes in my high school played magic cards constantly and it was like they would just like constantly 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 be sitting in the hallway playing magic cards always 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 i have no words for like how how pervasive it was when i was a kid oh it's it's pretty fun. They invented it on purpose so you could spend a lot of money on it and you could play it anywhere without a board. Right. The guy who invented it was a PhD and so he was like, what if I made a game that you could just keep buying? <laughs> Forever. Yeah. So that was a that was a pretty big innovation on his part. I think it's probably why it never appealed to me. Like as a poor kid, it's like I have other stuff I'd rather spend my money on than just more and more and more warlock cards. Yeah. Brutal warlocks with like skeleton hands and like flaming eyeballs and stuff. Yeah, I mean they were pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean you still think they're pretty cool though. <laughs> Well, you know, back before I could go anywhere, I used to like playing magic cards with my friends and I would go and hang out at the comic book store and I would play magic cards and play tournaments and stuff. And then I was like, ah, you know, I can go drive around. I can go do my other stuff and I can go to college now. So I guess I'm just going to do that. And then now I've been stuck inside the house for two years and like my allergies started getting bad. So I can't even go outside because I was like going out to the woods and stuff. And so I'm like, I could play magic cards. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Yeah, you're back on your magic card shit because you can't go out anymore. I can't do, <laughs> I can't fucking do anything. So, it's fine. I'll clean your sinuses out later. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I got a bunch of stuff in there. I'll find out about what's up there later. <laughs> so, what do fairies do? Whatever they want. Fairy jobs. Yeah, whatever they want. If oh. they're just normal people in gray clothes, they probably work at Nationwide. They yeah, probably. They they actually just prank people. They get, oh. they fuck your hair up when you're sleeping. They will steal little stuff like a ferret does. Um they will lead you astray if you're traveling, like they'll give you bad directions. Oh. Any form of sudden death back in the old days they could attribute to fairies. Really? They will give people tuberculosis. These are horrible pranks. <laughs> if you just keel over dead. Yeah, man, there was a there was a Tinkerbell here in gray clothes, man. I think that fucking <laughs> He's a regular sized man in gray clothes with green eyes. He gave everybody tuberculosis. In a in a blood clot. In a blood clot and then he rode out of here on a bird. <laughs> Uh, they apparently were really into rowan trees, and if you wanted to protect your home, you would have, like, a tree in your yard to protect you, because it would, like, make the berries, like, pretty. 
pleased with you, right? Okay. Like putting the same thing, like putting a horseshoe over your door or something. Yeah, right. Um, There is also a lot of lore about fairies taking people's babies and replacing them with fairy babies. Uh, That were like in the form of your baby to trick you into raising a fairy baby. (laughs) That is really... (laughs) A lot. And they would sometimes say that they would take adults and swap them out for other adults that looked just like this, the one before, only now they were fairies. That would be awful. You wake up in your pile of hay, you go down to the market square, and suddenly everybody agrees that you're a fairy of yourself. Yeah, like a changeling. They would call them changelings. Changeling. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's awful. So they could just call anybody a changeling, and you'd be like, no, it's me. And they'd be like, no, you're a fairy. Yeah. You're trying to trick us by being you, but not you. Right. And so a lot of times what they would do is that if they were saying that a kid was a changeling, it was usually because there was something wrong with the kid. Oh. And so, like, if you had a kid and then one day you woke up and the kid was acting weird and it had some disorder or it had something wrong with it or yeah. if it was, like, sick in a way where you didn't know how to deal with it, you might say that it was a changeling and people would be like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, people, what they would do with the changeling, whatever they do with it, right? Because, like, back in the day, people depended on everybody in the household being a productive member of the household. Like, you had to be able to provide labor in order to have somewhere to be. Yeah. And so, like, having kids that had diseases or disorders or anything was, like, not, like, manageable. Yeah, yeah. If everybody has to do manual labor all the time, it's hard to have somebody just sitting there. Yeah, right, right. And so, my notes don't actually say what they did with the changelings, but I assume by what they're implying, it wasn't very cool. (laughs) Yeah, very one flew over the cuckoo's nest. The changelings have to get the water fountain. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, how do you protect yourself from fairies? We already talked about the damn tree, right? They also uh, hate it when you wear your clothes inside out. Oh, really? Yeah. I also hate it when I wear my clothes inside out. Fairy. Yeah. And everyone knows how fat I am because they agree to tag. <laughs> Wait a Wait a second. That's what the fairies are tricking you. That's what they're tricking you about. <laughs> uh, they don't like church bells. They don't like St. John's wort. Ooh, really? Yeah, they are not. They they're not into four leaf clovers. In Newfoundland, they would protect themselves with bread. Bread. Mm-hmm. And so they would take bread and then just put it around, I guess. And fairies did not like it. I always have bread, and I also don't have any fairy problems, so that obviously works. Um, <laughs> they would also use baked goods as offerings to fairies and stuff in Celtic folklore. Okay. And food and bread and stuff is like pretty common to like ward them off right in ireland they said that if you wanted to protect your baby from fairies or witchcraft or evil or whatever when you were taking it around to prevent it from getting swapped for a changeling you would put a piece of bread on them and wrap it around them and then put it underneath their clothes so you have some bread strapped to them underneath like a like a bulletproof vest made of bread Like a baby sandwich? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's pretty good. That's probably, well, I mean, it didn't, I guess it didn't work, but uh, I got a wart on my toe, and the the traditional treatment is to take a potato Uh and to rub, like you cut a potato in half in a full moon. Well, you know all the details. You cut, it's not, it doesn't matter when you cut it, but... You want it to be like relatively freshly cut. Yeah, yeah. sure. So we had, I, we were planning on it because I was like, okay, well, I was able to get rid of my war, my brain powers. We already discussed that. My brain yeah. powers are so razor sharp that I could remove my own warts. You are not a master of your mental prowess yet. You're not a meditative master of disaster. And so we had to go to the low magic and get the potatoes out, right? Yeah. So what you do is you wait for the full moon, you cut the potato, and you rub it on your wart. Under the light of the moon, you rub it and rub it, and you just think about it, and you bury it under a tree during the full moon. Yeah. So we were planning on doing it, and then 
we found out on a day of the full moon when we went to go and put the potato on your foot that we were out of potatoes. Yeah, we'd eaten all the potatoes. Right. And so we used french fries. With just one french fry. Yeah, frozen french fries. So I got one of them out of the bag, out of the freezer. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just on one of my big toes. So I rubbed the french fry all over it, and I was visualizing the warts coming out of my feet and going onto the french fry, and then the french fry would have a wart, and then it'd just be buried. Right. Which is makes it safe. <laughs> Get that out of here. <laughs> And then I and then I buried it under the tree, uh-huh. in the cherry tree. Yeah. Under the light of the full moon, I thought that was auspicious. Right. I thought you know not medically sound, but I was like, yeah, I'll give it like a ten percent chance of working. Right. I mean, you can't really. Next time I'll do it. I bet it works. Like trans, like transferring bad energy under the light of the full moon. I mean, that's the time you want to do that. Right. Right. Like. Because you do it during the full moon because then the moon starts shrinking after that. And so it's the correspondence. You, so your wart is the full moon and you want it to shrink. Much like the moon does after it's full and it goes back to being a new moon and being not there anymore. Much like the wart. I, <laughs> and Natalie. Yes. What kind of weather does the moon like the most? I don't know. Waning. <laughs> Waning. <laughs> Anyways, next time... Well, we established that the frozen French fry with your magical powers did not work, but next time I will do it. I will I will uh, use a real potato. I'll say some magic words over it. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I got to do something about it. I just, I kind of had a wart on my toe and I was like, I mean, like, I was like, I don't care. It's just a wart, but it seems like it's getting bigger, so. I resorted to magic because I didn't want a hole in my foot. I didn't want to have to walk around on a hole in my foot. That is the allure of it to me. Is I mean, If it works, then I won't have to have a hole in my foot and walk around on it for two weeks while my foot hole grows back in. I feel like it's worth a try a couple times at least. We'll do, we'll do magic on it again here in a little bit and... I bet you if I do it, it'll work. <laughs> well, if you're the moon and you're in the Discord, shout out if you're like Cures Warts. <laughs> it's just an ingredient. It's a little moonlight and potatoes and good vibes. <laughs> so um, in Scotland, they said that fairies were mischievous and they were afraid of them. And they said you couldn't go in the mill or in the kiln at night because that is when the fairies brought their corn in to be milled and were firing their pottery. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so you could not interrupt them. Uh, they said that, that that rumor started, though, is because the people who own those pe- places, by starting those rumors, it kept people from getting in their shit overnight so they can go to sleep and not worry about it. Okay. There was a guy named John Fraser who claimed to have hidden and watched fairies working in the mill. And he decided to come out and try to help them. And a lady fairy gave him a handful of grain and told him that if he put it in his grain storage that it would stay full forever, no matter how much he took out. Oh, yeah? Uh Okay, so the guy... He just said a bunch of shit. He was like... Somehow I ended up in an article. He was like, I, I definitely saw the fairies, and one of them looked at me. <laughs> this one gave me some grain. <laughs> See? Four corns and a wheat. <laughs> <laughs> they also said that if you knew the name of a particular fairy, you could summon it. Because that's, that's shit I talked about before. Just you like a demon. powerful. If you know their name, then you can call them over whenever you want. Magic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you could pull them to you with their name and you could ask them questions. You could get powers and they would give you gifts, whatever. But you know what? They're not that cool. They're not that nice to you. So you probably don't want to fuck with them. Um, One of the things that is associated with fairies, though, is the idea of the fairy ring where you have all those mushrooms growing in a circle, right? Yeah. Um, You will either have mushrooms in a circle or you will have like a necrotic area of grass where it's like a blank area with grass going around it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in folklore, they said that you should not hang out in those because that is where fairies did stuff. It's also associated with like witches and devil stuff. 
right? Okay, yeah. It was like in the circle. That's not for you. I've seen I've seen a small fairy ring before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are 60 different mushroom species that can grow into rings. Okay. And the largest fairy ring was about 980 feet in diameter. Really? And it's about 700 years old, so apparently it just keeps on popping up over and over and over again. Well, I would imagine that the way that perpetuates itself is that you have some dead wood underground and you have like a a cluster of mushrooms and then they drop their spores Mm -hmm. and then they expand and once you have a a ring it'll pop up in a ring and it'll drop its spores in a ring and then grow more mushrooms in a ring right right forever and and ever it makes sense that it might keep getting bigger too Mm -hmm. so the rings they would say they were fairy shit right but they would also say that they would be the site of witches sabbaths and shit like that and they said they would dance around in the fairy rings on Walpurgis night. I don't know what that is. Uh, In Dutch superstition, they said that the circles showed where the devil would churn his milk because obviously the (laughs) devil has to do dairy chores also. (laughs) I'm going to just say it straight up. I think the Dutch have the worst folklore. Right, probably. Uh-huh. The Dutch just have the worst folklore. The devil churns his milk. Right. Buddy. The, the devil's butter. <laughs> Europeans said you don't get in the fairy ring. French people said don't get in the fairy ring. That um the French actually said that there were giant bug-eyed toads who cursed anyone who got into the circles, so. What's wrong with you, man? Well, a toad put a curse on me for coming into a circle. <laughs> yeah. I went into the fairy circle. Now, a Dutchman would tell you that the devil was churning his milk, but it wasn't true. That was me. <laughs> now I'm really fucked. That's why I got cursed by that old bug-eyed toad. <laughs> Uh, I wish, you know, I think it'd be like, you know, say what you will for like modern conveniences, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I think it would have been like pretty interesting to see what, what it was like back in the day where people didn't know shit about dick. (laughs) You can just say some shit and people be like, well, all right. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's so easy to get cursed now that we take it for granted. No, I was going to say like, just make shit up and just people are like, oh yeah, sure. We'll go along with that. I mean, I think I would have prospered in a time when you could just make stuff up and everybody would accept it. But by the same token, what is there to be gained by that? (laughs) I'm sure that the way that, well, the way that balance works is I'm sure I would make up a bunch of crazy stuff and then people, I would forget that I made something up about the fairy ring and I'd just be crossing some field and somebody come out of nowhere with the two by four to start whacking me telling me I'm gonna get the whole village cursed by a bug-eyed toad. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It'd just definitely be a Twilight Zone type scenario. I would have been fucked in those days. Yeah. I would not have made it. <laughs> or you would you would end up in a podcast in 600 years. You're like, oh, Andy of Columbus said that if you got in the circle, it would be a bug-eyed toad. He was a dumbass. <laughs> Yeah, most of my family's from Ireland, so it it would have been an Irish folklore. I'm talking about people in, like, the year 3200 talking about you now. 3200 talking Uh about me? Oh, my gosh. Andy of Columbus. What would they even say about me? (laughs) What would they say? What... (sighs) I don't think that we even know anybody right now who's going to be known in a thousand years. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No, not even the most the most famous person you know. Not even entertainers you see on TV. No. I don't think any of those people are going to really make it into the future. I think we're going to hit a point where it's not even going to be relevant to talk about presidents and wars and stuff. It's just going to be like, well, huh. <laughs> Right? Right. Who cares? Exactly. I think that there will be so much more stuff. I mean, I'm sure it's like Einstein. You're either the E or you're the MC squared. Right. (laughs) T equals HC squared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's why the Nobel Committee keeps rejecting me. Oh, yeah. I just don't have... I I got a Nobel Prize. Did you? Mm Mm-hmm. What'd they give it to you for? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Something dumb. (laughs) 
prices are arbitrary anyway. I don't want to be judged by my fellow man. I don't want to be in a contest and ask for somebody's approval. That's so ridiculous. I can't imagine a world where you would you would ever get me to participate in a ceremony. Well, first of all, I'm incredibly lucky in that I've never been asked to compete for an award. Right, right. <laughs> I've never been nominated to receive an award, so it's very peanut butter and jelly. I don't want to, and they don't want to. Right. That's called mutual aid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everything works out. Everyone's simpatico. <laughs> to each according to their stuff, from each according to what they don't want. Right. <laughs> I would give you an award. What would you give me an award? Never mind. <laughs> Wait for it. I just know what you're going to say. So. <laughs> Something cool. So um, there was a clan of Welsh fairies who were known for kidnapping, right? They're Welsh fairies. They kidnapped all the vowels. Uh-huh. Uh, they kidnapped human babies and left their own deformed babies called crimbles. <laughs> yeah okay and so in order to keep the crumbles out of their out of their house they would leave milk outside and they would talk about fairies like they were very cool so that the fairies would be like oh they're they're i like those guys they're always leaving us milk and talking about how cool fairies are let's not leave the crumble over their house (laughs) (laughs) that's like that's like uh malocchio shit like, <laughs> like evil eye shit. Like, in my family, my grandmother always used to call us little shit because it was like an evil eye thing. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't be out in public and be like, my beautiful granddaughter. Oh, my cutie child. Because you wouldn't want someone to be like looking at you like enviously. Like, my child is ugly and they suck. Because if they do that, then you get the evil eye, right? Mm-hmm. And so you call your babies and your children, like, little shit, piece of shit, yucky shit, right? Like, you give them, like, some kind of gross name, so that way no one would ever look at you, like, with envy when you were interacting with your kids, so that way your kids would not get sick and stuff. You keep the evil eye off your kids, yeah. Yeah. So it's the same idea. It's like being like, oh, I love fairies. They're so cool. I love to give them milk. Trick them into leaving your kid alone. <laughs> Keep the crumble out of the house. <laughs> I like the I like the idea of that's like the the lawn sign. Making sure people don't bother you. Make sure you put the right candidate on your lawn. Mm-hmm. Hey, I really I really love the candidate for the twelfth district. Right. I'm gonna set out a little dish of money. <laughs> by some women probably from some guys who wanted an easy out for going around and oh, you think by interacting too much because then they come home and they're like well, i thought she was a fairy oh. i had to if i said no she would dracula oh that's <laughs> that's mischievous uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. seems like people use fairies as a reason to like do whatever they want the real tricksters are the people who made made fairies up a long time ago well i think the i think if if you use something that's not real to justify doing whatever you want you've just described human history (laughs) yep you love to see it (laughs) uh in ireland in scotland they had a fairy that was a little guy and he spent most of his time trying to find chicks and they would seduce ladies and make them fall in love with them 
And then once they were able to kiss the lady, he would disappear. And the lady would obsess with about him until she died. Oh. Again, this sounds like just another cad move, man. Like some lady finds some boyfriend yeah. and he disappears and they're like, oh, he was just a fairy girl. Don't. Don't worry about it. Forget about him. Yeah, sometimes uh, you think you have a man and then the man disappears and then that it's not because you got played. It's because it was a fairy. <laughs> That's how they do ya. Once you they get just... that kiss, they're out of here. <laughs> Girl, you were just lucky he didn't leave you a crimble. <laughs> uh there was a fairy called a bannock that was um, in Slavic folklore, and he really liked to take a bath. And so he would go to the bathhouses and take baths. Okay. The end. Is that? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he just like okay yeah yep. that's all yeah um and then there's brownies which are the guys who would come in your house and like help you with stuff oh okay and they were gross looking and they also had no spaces between their toes and fingers i don't know mitten hands little flipper hands and they're awful to look at but they <laughs> help you mill your grain and clean your house help you clean your house that's Make great your shoes i don't know whatever i feel like there used to be a lot more tasks yeah <laughs> yeah I've never had to make my own shoes. Right. I don't even wear shoes anymore. Why would you? There's always a point every year, like, I don't believe in any kind of laws, and I don't adhere to the rules of man. But sometimes, just physics makes you. Like, there's a point every year where it gets colder and colder, and then there's, like, always one day where I'll go outside, and I'll, like, take the trash out or something, and I'll be walking through the yard barefoot. My feet will go numb, and I'm like... I gotta start wearing shoes. Shoe season starting. It's like it's like <laughs> freezing outside. I gotta put some fucking shoes on for once. I wear grandpa wool slippers from October until May, and then from May until October, I wear no shoes at all. Yeah, I'm kind. Of, yeah, I probably I don't wear shoes inside the house, but uh, outside. I'll, I mean, if I go on a long walk, of course I'll wear shoes. But if I'm just going around doing stuff inside, outside, probably about three months. Uh, probably four months, December through March. Then after that, I mean, you don't really need shoes. I will, like, go to the drive-thru and get Wendy's, or I go pick up groceries with no shoes. That's probably how I got a wart on my foot. Was that no it's shoes? Just going around everywhere, no shoes, backyard, GameStop, no shoes. <laughs> Pretty sure, pretty sure that's where I got my word. I think if I had, if I kept my shoes on, I would have never communicated a disease to myself like that. Yeah, sure. I think that, I think it was probably human papillomavirus. I think it's, I don't think I could have gotten a wart from anything other than <laughs> a strain of HPV. Yeah, right. We all got it. Most people have HPV of some sort or other, yeah. yeah. Right. They give you that that vaccine gives you vaccinations against four types. Gardasil, that gives you the four types that are pretty bad, but the rest of them still got to raw dog it. You still got the foot wards. So what about a gremlin? I don't have any idea what gremlins are outside of the 1984 film Gremlins. They are little guys who allegedly cause malfunctions in aircraft or other machinery. And so they are more of a contemporary development. Okay, so post-industrial revolution. Yeah, they post-World your... War II even, maybe. Okay. Um, because stories of them started in the Royal Air Force in World War One, and Roald Dahl was actually one of the first people to talk about gremlins outside of the Royal Air Force, which makes it seem even more not true, because he was well known for making shit up. He was in the Royal Air Force, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But he also made up whimsical creatures. <laughs> he probably was like a whimsical creature, you say. Right, right. And so he wrote a children's novel called The Gremlins. Oh. And the gremlins in that book were tiny men who lived on RAF airplanes. That's very unimaginative. Uh-huh. And so that is like the idea, the gremlin, like the guy in the um, episode of The Twilight Zone. Where he's like chewing on the airplane. That's like the same idea. That's a gremlin. Chewing on the airplane? The episode of, of the Twilight Zone where the guy... Or was it Twilight Zone or was that different? Where the guy was in the airplane and he could see like the guy outside on the airplane on the wing. 
like chewing on the wing and stuff and he kept on trying to get people to pay attention to it and they're like whatever guy i'm sure that happened on some some kind of show yeah i have a very vague memory of it but a lot of the time when i'm watching tv i'll just go to sleep and i won't notice right (laughs) um and then there's also the gremlins from the movie in the 80s where they had the mogwai gremlins where you cannot feed it after midnight or get it wet yeah or expose it to sunlight yeah yeah I feel like I saw that movie. It didn't... It, they made a sequel of it where the gremlins were more evil and it focused more on the animals. Not really a great movie. Very much a puppet movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's the first one was more scary. Then the second one was more like, uh, oh, how funny. <laughs> it was very much like the little puppets talking little voices and then they play bad to the bone while one plays air guitar or right, something. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Big sequel vibes. Right. <laughs> Um, getting back to guys who are not real, but maybe more real than gremlins, gnomes, think about it. Those are Sonic, Earth-dwelling spirits, and short. Yeah. And they, again, Paracelsus said that he was, that these guys were like Earth spirits, right? Man, you know, the one thing you hear about Paracelsus is they're like the ancient chemist Paracelsus once said, the dose makes the poison. Yeah, well, that bitch believed in gnomes and elementals. (laughs) Maybe he wasn't the most reliable, like, guy to quote. Right, right. Just goes to show when you cherry pick what somebody said, you take out the one good thing they said. Right. Quote me on this. There are also gnomes. Like, no, Paracelsus, man, we're we're good. Right, right. You're you're a elemental type. I'm what kind of elemental am I? You're you're an air elemental. Why am I air an type? air? <laughs> I don't why am I air? Because of your uh correspondences with your birth date and stuff. Oh, my astrology? Yeah, your shawl thought... and your tarot correspondences. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna call me something funny like a synthesizer elemental or something. No, you're air elemental. Okay. Intellectual. What, what kind of? Oh, does that mean I'm intellectual? Mm-hmm. Has to do with intellect and communication. Certified <laughs> genius. Yeah. Uh huh. What kind of elemental are you? I'm a water elemental. Water type, like a slippery fish. Like a slippery fish, or like a war turtle. <laughs> It's like creativity and like emotions and stuff. It sounds all right. Yeah. I think not known as air type too. Air type like me? Uh-huh. Known as, yeah. And we've got, there must be something. We'll see. Maybe when she's 42, she'll act more like me. <laughs> right, no, she's not, right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to say we differ. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna air my own child out. <laughs> Don't air her out. Um I have some gnome facts, okay? Did you know that gnomes have a life expectancy of four hundred years? No, that's long. Think about it. That's really good for them. I don't know anything about gnomes. The only thing they used to show this cartoon called David the Gnome, uh-huh. but it I don't sucked. I don't remember anything about it. It was very dry. Mm. It was like not a funny or cute cartoon. Right. <laughs> it was neither. It was just people walking around and they were small. Yeah. Right. Did you know that uh, male gnomes always wear a red hat? That strikes a chord. They wear their little dunce hat. Why is yeah, that? I don't know. Because they like it. <laughs> Did you know that they are vegetarians and like to eat uh, mushrooms and nuts and beans and peas and potatoes and applesauce and fruit and berries and tubers and vegetables? And for dessert, they like to have some preserves. And then they will drink mead made from fermented honey and fermented raspberries and spiced gin as a nightcap. (laughs) Well, well. (laughs) That's what you eat if you're a gnome. They like to kiss by rubbing their noses together. And they will rub their noses together instead of shaking hands. Seems overly intimate, but whatever. Seems like, yeah, nice doing business with you. <laughs> A little kiss right on the face. So that's what the gnomes are. What's what you learn about gnomes and fairies and other guys who are such swell buds? Well, you, you always got to talk good about them or they're going to fuck your shit up. Right. They're going to come in, take your baby, give you a changeling. Maybe saddle you with a freaking crimble. <laughs> yeah. While you're not even looking. Right. Mischievous. Some of them maybe 
Like, I'm imagining, like, I always thought of a fairy as a Tinkerbell or a little, like, just any kind of small ballerina type or mm-hmm. figure skater. Mm-hmm. I just thought, well, that could that could be a fairy. But a fairy could be a gross girl in your house wearing a hoodie that is tucked into some stained up sweatpants and she just cleans your kitchen for you. <laughs> normal size what are you doing in here i'm fucking helping you out man i'm a fairy maybe a fairy is some hot chick who's like hey baby let's make out and when you say no she turns into a dracula (laughs) and then game over baby listen you dumb dick if you don't fuck me i am gonna kill you and drink your blood you dumb shit (laughs) a little reverse patriarchy on you there man now who's now who's the patriarchy? It's the matriarchy. <laughs> I could see why that would be terrifying to people. Right. If you're just nice to ladies all the time though, maybe you won't be afraid of them anymore. They're they're not that scary. Just be normal for one fucking second. <laughs> right. You know who loves to be normal? For every second? Every second. Eighty six thousand four hundred seconds. Who? Corey Grell. Uh, she's always normal. You can't blame her. I mean, when it comes <laughs> when it comes to picking a way to be normal is right there, middle of the road. Some people might say, well, that's where the line is. And to me, I'd say, well, that is the furthest from the edges of the road. That's where you're more safe. Try being normal for once. Like Corey <laughs> Grella, it seems to work well for her. Right. Think about this. If that's if normal is where the line is, then of course you'd want to stay there because you would never go. Over the line. (laughs) Keep it normal, guys. (laughs) You know a really normal place to go? (laughs) Harlem Township. Oh, my gosh. Statistically normal? It's in Columbus. It's like outside of Columbus, Ohio, which is so normal that they test everything here because we're so normal. We get all the fast food ingredients because we're so aggressively American normal. (laughs) They're like, if they like it in Columbus, they'll like it everywhere. There's absolutely no culture here and we love it <laughs> if you know what i do love it because if there's no culture here that means that i can make it whatever i want it to be sometimes people say oh i wish i lived in columbus no you don't it's not exciting you would have to do your own stuff you'd just have to sit around drawing pictures and recording yourself talking <laughs> you would hate it here right unless you go, really like talking go somewhere busy <laughs> So you spend 90 minutes in the morning and at night commuting so you can listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. That's the clear option. That's what you should be doing anyway. Listen to podcasts. Yeah, you could do that in Harlem Township, but you will not be burdened with traffic or commuting or work. You will simply be in nature in the most beautiful of the 18 townships of Delaware County, Ohio. Right, right. I love it. If you haven't already, throw us a subscription, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Get access to our Discord and all the episodes you haven't heard yet. Yep, you love it. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you soon. I love you. Goodbye, Dracula. Goodbye, Dracula. Dracula. <laughs>